everyone. Brandon. We did it. Guess what guess what this is? Guess what this episode marks? Well, I don't know. You gotta tell me. I'm curious. What is it here? One trip around the sun, baby. PGO's gone around the sun one full time here. One full time. And we ain't stopping anytime soon. No, we sure are not. We got got lots of big stuff coming up here in the in the near future, I think. Oh yeah. This is I think this is gonna be a little more of a relaxed episode. We we've already bestowed upon you guys our master wisdom for betting. Um, oh have we ever. Have we ever? So we're just gonna we're we're just gonna let this episode age horribly as we gloat about our parlays. Yeah, we just talk about how good we are and then it all inevitably falls apart. And and that and that's, that's what why, we do. We love it. We love that's it. That's why we love it. And that's I think why you, people keep coming back listening week after week just to hear us fall apart. Yep. Pretty much. Uh but you know what, honestly, so far we're we're at the halfway point through January, and we've had a pretty uh, pretty big month so far for, for us, I would say. We have had a great weekend, or a great month so far on the podcast. It has been beautiful. We've, uh, we've loved every, everyone coming to join us. Yeah, and, and you know what? I think over the last year, all the support we've gotten and, you know, just uh, the, the, uh, the amount that it's grown and, and kind of spread across... Uh, not only just the country here, but globally, like we've got fans all over the world. So, you know, I don't think it's possible without uh, without all you guys that are listening and supporting us throughout it all. Hundred percent. It's uh, you know, every every time we talk about um, numbers going up, even 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 by ones, it uh, it's it's always just amazing. And um, I don't know, is is humbling the right word? I don't know. It's a great. It's it's it's. I don't know if that's the right word or not. We'll say it is. Yeah, well, it's humble. It's 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 beautiful to to see that uh, some people actually give a shit. That's uh that's pretty sweet. That's pretty neato yeah. burrito, guys. Sure is. Uh, for those who don't uh, know, or if, you know, you you've kind of you joined halfway through um through the whole saga of the the PGO uh podcast here. So we started out as a as a radio show, and that kind of ended mostly i think kind of it ended abruptly uh due to covid and whatnot and, and then you know we we kind of wanted to to go off in kind of a more creative process i, I think it's safe to say and um 100 percent. i will say it's worth noting um the things did end well with the radio station right oh, we, oh, we, never, yeah. we have nothing but love for uh for ckxu um they were uh eh, i don't know if we should have used their name we have nothing but love for them. Um, and hey, maybe, maybe check out some of their programming sometime. Said, I don't think it's wrong using their name or we're giving them a bit of a shout out. Yeah, we think they're pretty neat, man. Um, but yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll let you continue. We started off as a radio show. Take it away, Brandon. Yeah, yeah kind of ended abruptly. I think we, I think we kind of had, I think we kind of knew that that year when we were doing it, I think we kind of figured it was going to be our last year um, yeah. doing it. But we never really got that, you know, that that final kind of send off or that that ending that we wanted because obviously, you know, COVID hit and uh, kind of put an axe in the whole thing. So it kind of gave us more more of a reason to to get on this this pod here and get it going. And you know that that took a while. Just again, due due to COVID and just lots of like just a bunch of stuff going on in our own lives and and whatnot. But 
you know, bet, better late than never. We got it going a year ago, and we're we're still going strong, and got many many big things coming up in the future for us. I I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's uh, it's been awesome seeing it uh, seeing it grow, seeing us. I think, I think I think we've grown in the last year. I think uh, it's been it's been fun for us getting better at this. I I am a big believer that uh, radio and podcasting is a is a skill um yep. that that needs to be worked on and practiced and you know if you think about it in the grand scheme of things as far as podcasting goes well we've uh we've just completed our first year of uh on the job education so yeah um, we sure have it's uh it's, it's been good it's been good and to your point more things to come soon big things to come soon yep. big huge things to come soon um massive wanna, you could say do we want to tease anything yeah, if you want to tease some stuff, feel free to. Oh, no, well, I, I like to just say I am sitting um, in what, in four days, what will be the uh, the first, I'm sure, of many, PGO Studios. Yep. We are, we are expanding to a studio space, even though I think a lot of the episodes still will be over uh, over the internet. Um but uh, but getting video uh, is coming soon. Some live streaming hopefully coming soon. Um, yeah. And and a studio space that uh that we can do more content in. Right, we can do yeah. rankings. We can do top tens. We can you know come come over, hang in the studio, and shoot the shit and and create content that way. So we are exactly, so yeah. excited. Um, and, so and that just leads, yeah, and that just leads to, to more opportunities to, to, you know, on other uh, social media platforms, just in, uh, more ways to engage with with you guys and um, create more content, just and just different types of stuff. You know, if you want more than just, you know, listen to the regular podcast, we're going to be um, coming out with more, uh, more, more stuff for to, for your entertainment and in a way to, to help us engage with you guys and uh, get to know you guys as well a bit more. So. I, yeah, and and it's also it is it is January. Um, so although it's start of our year two, it's kind of a start of a new year. But this is yeah. kind of like our podcast New Year's. Um, do 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 we have any year two resolutions? Do we have any any New Year's resolutions for the podcast? Ooh, that's you put me on the spot there. That's actually yeah. that's a very good question. Um, yeah, and, and, and I, I I have nothing. I, I I recognize I'm putting you on the spot. Um, I, just, I mean, this is planned. Uh, I have an idea though. Okay. I don't know what the number is, but we've teased it for a while. Let's set a number. If we reach that number of downloads, or um. Yeah, if we reach a certain number of downloads by the end of this this fiscal year, call it. Yeah. I say we launch the OnlyFans. Oh fuck. I think we gotta then. I think we gotta. So I think we gotta. what's the number? Yeah, what do we I think we'll I think we'll have to figure that out, but yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. I c- I could get on board with that. Yeah, if if, also, we, if we reach a certain number, yeah. Also, also kind of in in hand with that, um, you know, it, it's still you know obviously a, a ways away. Like it's still a work in progress. Um, but I've been chatting with with some people, and um, 
nothing major is, has fully been done yet, but the kind of the groundwork um, has been done on creating the uh, the PGO website. Let's go. Nothing, nothing major is uh, is fully you know done with it, but the the groundwork is is getting done on um, kind of kind of figuring out the the best way to do it and and all that before you know all all the major stuff is done for it. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we're moving quickly, folks. We're moving quickly. We sure are. Um, yeah, I think I think and for this episode, I think we kind of just agreed to just kind of just shoot the shit, hang out, just kind of have a good time here and uh, and celebrate one one fantastic year for us. Yeah, I, I should have brought I should have brought some party party things, a party hat or something to celebrate. Uh, what what are they hey, called? Par- party poppers? Is that the word? Party, party poppers? Pop- I, I think that's know. what they're called. Yeah, why not? I I think I'll say like- this. Sounds like something I've done a few times. <laughs> I, I, think right, for year two, I think for year two, when we're turning two years old, we got to throw a big, uh, big birthday bash for the PGO. Yeah, because isn't two isn't like that one of like the biggest things when you're a kid is like two years is kind of like the big one. It, I because like I, vi- I like I as as a child like obviously you know. I like every kid has birthday parties growing up, but my yeah for some reason my my two my like second birthday is like the only one I can remember. It's like the only one I can remember from the time when I was born to like I think my seventh or eighth. It's the only one I can remember. Oh, I I I don't remember my second birthday. I feel like it was it was made pretty pretty big, but I know I think maybe as a special kid. Well, we we know that (laughs) we're we're both special children, Brandon. That's why we found each other. You're not wrong. I couldn't we work out a, best friends I, at the back of the short bus. I couldn't figure out how to work a fucking printer. And, and neither could I, but damn it, we learned together. We did. Um, we sure did. For yeah, I think for year two, um we I think I think we make a promise to you guys. Maybe you feel like this this celebration's a little lackluster. Well, if you stick with us for a whole nother year, by the time it's PGO's second birthday, we will be blackout drunk. Yep, and yeah, um, uh, maybe we'll yeah. commit a crime. Who knows? Who knows? Who also, knows? Um, not, not like a bad one. Not a bad one. Like jaywalking, something, something easy. Yeah. No, and we'll and we'll upload it. Content, content. <laughs> um. Also, just kind of uh, kind of piggybacking off the 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 point I made about just trying to interact with fans more, and get to know you. Um. I don't have the official date, but I know it's it's coming up within the next like two and a half to three weeks. Um, the NHL All Star Game is uh, is coming up, and for everyone who uh, entered into our our NHL challenge uh, at the, when the regular season started back in October, that is the end date for it. So in about in the next three weeks, we'll we'll have our winner who uh, is going to get a, a pretty cool uh, uh, PGO uh, item that we're we're yeah. coming up with some PGO merch. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's, I've um, looked over it, and it is, it is, it is close between a few people. There are a few people that that, have, that have, a, have a few that are, are looking pretty good right now. So, fair enough. Well, uh, I think maybe maybe come week, uh, come come the winning week, maybe we uh, have them send in a little victory message. We try and contact them privately. Yeah, uh, and, and oh, I'm like that. They've won it first, and then they can they can send in a little voice. Oh, in yeah. three weeks, three weeks, uh, 
I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I think in three weeks we very well could be on video. I don't know. I, I think we're I think we're we're getting close to that. Yeah, we're getting I think closer. we're I think we're very close. I think once the once the studio's up, um, it's gonna it's gonna expedite that a little bit. Yeah, you know, a little more of a formal workspace. Um, just not that we're gonna go too much into football, but uh, we got we got two games today. We won't we won't talk about anyone else. We'll just talk about uh, Sneaky Pete, the Pete Carroll method. Yeah, Seahawks country, let's ride. I will say um, I, I we're only talking about the two games, but I gotta say you clutched up so hard when we were debating back and forth between the the Bengals and the Ravens on uh, the spread. Uh, and I was right, I and I was and I was I was so I was wanting to push for I was like fuck you know what it, like the Ravens I think they they could they could keep it close but sure enough Lamar Jackson will not be playing so you you clutched up huge on that uh, on that for us. And and I'll just say this now because I know as a fact this won't age poorly. I think I'm the best sports better ever. Ever. Oh, 100%. 100%. And and with me, it's not, I don't think it's, like, I don't consider this gambling. I consider this uh, passive income. I was going to say a lifestyle, almost. Yeah, fair enough. One one could say. Um, That was my favorite tweet. It was a guy who tweeted out. He's like, Monday, Sunday morning, ready for the bets. I'm already shaking. And the guy's like, that's called an addiction. He's like, no, that's called excitement. <laughs> I, d- I like that. I dig that. Uh, let, let me see if I can find it and send it to you. Um, um, another, another fun fact, actually, with the NFL playoffs I saw earlier today. Did you know in the NFC, or the, sorry, the AFC for the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes is the oldest starting quarterback in that, that conference there? In the playoffs, who? Pat Patrick Mahomes at the age of what is he twenty twenty seven? He is the the oldest uh, a quarterback in the the AFC playoffs. It's a starting quarterback at twenty seven years old. Who? Uh, Mahomes. Oh, Jackson, Jackson Mahomes' Holmes brother. brother. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's kind of, it just shows how, how, how young the, the league is the league is getting though. Yeah, it, it truly has had a, a quite a big turnover. Um speaking of, I know this is completely off topic, but I, I remember I'd sent you something earlier today. Yeah, um, I probably didn't view it. I probably no, saw it, but I was but I was like <laughs> I didn't get around to it yet. All good. Um and, and it just it just reminded me of uh of our topic of conversation last episode, actually. Okay. So, uh, Mr. McDavid. Yep. And those nasty ass socks. Yeah. I think I know where you're going with this because this was a this was something I was I was gonna bring up as well. But I'm curious to see if it's the same thing. Should we? Yeah. Okay. So Sid the kid. Yes. Yes. What? What? Why? Why are we sharing these things? Okay. So for those who don't know, Sidney Crosby came out, and and I'll get the quote. Still the same one since midget. I give Heise Haynes, the equipment manager, credit. Fixing that thing is probably the hardest thing he has to do. He keeps it together. Sidney Crosby has been wearing the same jock strap since 02. Since 2000. That thing looks like a, a fucking G string at this point, though. 
It pretty much is. Like, he has a little ass floss as no, he skates. I yeah, I don't think there's it a back part taint. to it anymore. It tickles like, his taint. But, but like, my question is, why are we sharing these things? Why are we sharing yeah. this? Why are we sharing well, this? Like Again, it's also like, it's, it's like the point I said with McDavid. It's like, okay, you tell us that that's fine. That's one thing. Do not show us. We do not need to see McDavid's crusty cum socks he's wearing and then Crosby's little little G-string jock strap. It's like, if you tell us, okay, you know, let, let everyone's imagination run wild. Oh, how bad could it really be? We don't need to see what it really is. And again, I'm going to take it a step further. Not that we don't need to see. We don't need to know. We don't need to know. We don't. Like, I literally watched, uh, th- there's only uh, three NHL games last night. And sure enough, the, the first one was Pittsburgh was playing. And then the following one, Edmonton was playing. And as I'm watching Crosby and McDavid, I'm like, it, it's just in my mind now. It's just getting, I'm like, I'm like, dude, he's wearing that fucking G-string. And then McDavid's like, he's like, dude, he's got the toes poking out of his socks. And it's like, fuck man ridiculous and like it's so bad i don't want why and like my question is is how does this come up in conversation said what jock strap you using fun, fun funny ask me actually i haven't changed it since 2002 oh great next question like what yeah how, how does that come up in conversation and we were saying this last episode if someone goes do you have any superstitions lie just lie yeah, and I Why? think that's how I know that's how the McDavid, uh, the McDavid one came up. I'm not sure about the Crosby one, um, but yeah, you just just lie. You could just make lie. up so many. Be like, I only eat chicken and pasta on on game day, or yeah, I, I, put, I put my right equipment on first and then my left or something, or yep. Or when or... I'm on the ice during warm up, I do like three spins and like slap my stick on the ice. Like fucking make up anything. Anything. Make it up. Make it up. Lie to us. We don't want the truth. We yeah. don't want the truth. The only, like, I'm all for superstitions or not, but I would rather have players talk about their their like pregame kind of like ritual things they do during during warm-ups and whatnot. Like those are fun because I, I would love to know how those came up. Like I know there's uh Tom Wilson and TJ Oshi on on the Capitals. Every warm-up, they just take their stick, put it between the other guy's legs, and fucking bag them, and just send them down to their knees. And like, that—that's just the shit they do before every game. I don't know why. I would love to know the reason behind why they do that dumb shit. And it's better than finding out about crusty socks and jock straps, man. Yeah, crusty jock straps. That, and that—that's another. Like that, I think that just is another tale, telltale. I don't think Sidney Crosby has ever gotten a blowjob after a hockey game. We're just going to throw that out there. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. And, and if he has, that woman doesn't have teeth anymore. They rotted out of her skull. Yeah, it's like, man, that is, that is just like... That I, is like, the I heard about it, and I was just like... Meth. Yeah, like I heard about it, and I was like, I was like, fuck. Like, this is pretty brutal, too. But then I see the picture, and it's, it's, it's on another level once you see the picture of it. And like, Ima- like, imagine being the trainer too, and it's like your yeah. job is to take Sidney Crosby's jock strap like once a week, and like it's like in Toy Story, when Woody gets like all fucking like mangled or whatever, and the dude's like going through that whole process of cleaning him, polishing him, and refurbishing him. Like that's what the trainer has to do to Crosby's jock strap once a week. Yeah, scrape out the like, crusted off ball sweat. 
Yeah. Like there's not enough for Breeze to to fix that though. And like he makes good money. He can afford a better one. He actually I he makes a surprise. He has a small contract. I'm surprised. He does, yeah. But but that's the thing with him, is he uh well he is, but also he he signed his contract like way like long ago, back when the salary cap was much lower. When he signed that deal to make eight point seven, it was like the the big uh the biggest contract in the league pretty much at the time. Um but like his his birthday's on uh he's actually got a very cool birthday. His birthday's on August seventeenth. Which is eight seventeen. He was born oh. in eighty. He was born in eighty seven. So that's why his salary is eight point seven million per year. Oh geez. So which is prob- probably that's actually another superstition of his. I would I would imagine. Okay, so the guy's crazy. Is that what we're getting at? The guy. The guy has CTE. Let's just. Can we just agree on that now? Oh, he, 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 he definitely does. After all those in his career. Oh, he sorry. Took some big hits, and now he I'm, wears the same jock strap. Sorry, I'm dumb. It's August seventh, not seventeenth. So it literally is eight eight seven, yeah. But yeah, also, no, like it's wild, man. So the worst like, part is is the search Sidney Crosby jockstrap is now in my search history. Yeah, it's in it's in mine too. McDavid's toes are in mine. I don't know why I didn't look up socks. I just looked up toes, and sure enough, there there is socks as well. But. Oh, and it, well, it worries me of like what kind of, like what other superstitions are we gonna see come out that are like just as fucking weird? Like I just I f- I feel like that's a worker abuse to have to fix Sid's jockstrap every like year or game or month or week. Like yeah. you you couldn't pay me enough money to do that. Like like maybe once right like once like oh man yeah, my jockstrap broke oh, I got a big game tomorrow and you're like yeah of course Sid let me put it in. but like by the seventh time. Like, dude, dude, the nose hair has singed out of my nose. My kids won't look at me anymore. My wife, she's afraid to touch my hands. Sid, change this fucking jock strap, buddy. Yeah, literally, man. Like, it's. Yeah. And it, I'm, I'm trying to find it. I can't remember. I want to say. That it was uh, Nicholas Lindstrom, but I'm not sure if it was. But I, I feel I know it was a Detroit player, and they had a superstition where it was like after every period, they got they they had a brand new pair of skates. Mm. And like so, literally after every period, they took off their skates and they had a brand new pair to put on. So they go through three pairs of of skates per game. But the cool thing was all these skates that are pretty much like are, are brand new. They were worn for one period. Actually, got don like got donated to to youth hockey um around, across the country, and were given to like kids that like can't afford skates and whatnot. So it was actually Wait, a really. Cool, I think it was Nicholas Lidstrom, if I'm not mistaken. I tried looking it up, but it 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 was it's it was such an old article that it's like. Um, like when I look it up, it, it comes up like with Duncan Keys, which is where he used a new pair of skates every five games because of his uh, because he wanted like such a stiff boot. So, oh. but I'm I'm trying to yeah I'm trying to figure okay. out uh, uh, who it was. Well, those or maybe or maybe it was every game or maybe it was just every game. 
Because I did the math. If like it was that. every period, you would go through 246 pairs of skates a season. That's fucking which, preposterous. Which, which, sounds, which sounds about right. It's wasteful. I'm sorry, that's wasteful. But they are going to a good cause at the end of the day. Ah, shut up. Wait, I, wait, I'm pretty wait, sure it was every period game. Though. Oh, I'm what sure a baby. Because I remember I, I literally pulled out my calculator and was doing the math to try and figure out like roughly how much was spent per year on skates for him. And I, I think it was like about 1.4, 1.5 million in skates. Well, like... Well, at what point do you develop this this superstition? Like, I'll even give a little credit to McDavid or Crosby, and we all know this isn't the truth, but let's pretend maybe they were very poor and they could only afford one pair of socks, and, and that reminds them where they came from. But what what point do you start the tradition of switching out skates every game? Like, how fucking rich are your parents? To just be like, hey, buddy, you know, last game wasn't great. How about we give you two more pairs of skates, you swap them out, and and that, like, if if that's what you needed to make it to the league, I'm going to be honest, you didn't deserve to make it to the league. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, is, is it you was never really deserve. determined when it when exactly it started for them. And I hope it wasn't at a super young age, because, like, fuck, then you're, like, their parents were spending a lot yeah. of money when they were growing up. So I feel like it must have been a a, a, a later um a, a later on thing. Like I'll be honest, if my kid one day asks for a new pair of skates mid season, I'm hitting him. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would never yeah. do that. But I, like I I've I never owned a new pair of skates until like last year. I always had hand me downs from my brother. Yeah, yeah, honestly, and yeah, and that's that's the way it went for a lot of uh, a lot of kids growing up playing hockey. Yeah, you got hand-me-downs. You don't get a new pair. Now, I will say, and I'm sure this shows my privilege, right? And you know, I I, I have immense privilege. I'm realizing now, my parents actually they bought me new socks every year. They they actually they they bought me socks. So clearly, my parents uh, loved me more than Connor McDavid's. Yeah, honestly, man. Back, those, back those... then, back then, they loved me more. I'm willing to bet any money now. Uh, Connor McDavid's parents love him much more than my parents love their podcaster son. Nah, nah. <laughs> I just, I, I strongly disagree. Well, they haven't bought me new socks or a new jog strap recently, but hey, you know, and you never know. You never know. Maybe that's why the podcast has been doing so good recently. I haven't changed my underwear in the last year since we started this podcast. You know, since radio, there we go. There since we go. Radio, Brandon, I actually haven't washed my ball sack. That's that's why we have such good episodes. I, I don't wash my balls. Well, don't 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 start washing them now. We gotta we gotta keep on the on the we gotta keep here. on keeping on. And I gotta exactly. wonder like. Like I get it's a superstition, but like Sidney Crosby, he's he's lost some games. Like how many games do you have to lose before you go? There isn't a superstition. Like like you know he at one point in his career he went on like a ten game losing streak and then finally won that eleventh game and just held his jock trap. It's like I knew I'd never quit on you. Yeah, no, literally. I mean, it has brought him three Stanley Cups. So like, I mean, like say what you will, he got results with it. David, you know, though, he hasn't won a cup yet. Hasn't won a socks. cup yet. Maybe he needs new socks. And maybe he needs an older jock strap. Maybe that's the... No. 
I, I would say my favorite superstition, though, that that has ever ever been um, throughout any sports, would have to be. Um, I'm trying to find the year. I think it was uh, 1975. It was in the playoffs, and the the Islanders. Um, yeah, in the playoffs. Their superstition was that the team would carry around a bag of elephant shit. Okay. The, the team traveled with a bag of elephant shit because they, they believed it was it was good luck. You know, folks, I think this is an important part to say. Mental illness is real. Reach out. Get help. That's all I have to say about that. Like, I just, I want to know why they thought a bag of elephant shit is, like, it, it just doesn't make sense. And, and again, it always comes back to, like, don't, just don't share it. Just don't yeah, tell right. us. Like, 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 thing, like, when Dak Prescott came out and talked about his struggles with mental illness... I myself, I thought that was inspiring, I, and I hope a lot of yep. other people thought that was inspiring. That is giving a voice to a lot of the times, especially you know, men in sports with mental health or mental illness. You know, that's that's giving a voice to the voiceless, speaking up for people that you know often maybe don't speak up much. I don't think there's a single person out there that's getting jockstrap shamed, and they're like, "Fucking thank God, Sid has my back." Yeah, right. Like. You know what I mean? I, That's I, the I, thing is, you know that there is at least in in whatever sport, in whatever country, somewhere in the world, there's someone who also has been using the same jockstrap since 2002, and just kept it to themselves. They kept it to themselves, and now they're like, "Fuck, I, I, I'm I'm like Sid the kid now," and now they think it's cool, and now they're like, "I'm even better because of it." It's like, no, get a new one, man. Yeah, and, and that's that's what not enough people are talking about. You know, everyone got all, you know, like, and, and it's a real concern, right? Like, Andrew Tate, he's sending a bad message to the youth. Or is Sidney Crosby not sending a bad message to the youth? Is Conor McDavid not sending a bad message to the youth? Change your socks. Change your balls, okay? Yeah. That's yeah, a bad change, message change to the youth. Balls. Change your entire ball set. <laughs> Get rid of it. Get a new one. On the on the topic of McDavid though, um, so I watched the the San Jose um, uh, Edmonton game last night. They didn't really talk about McDavid socks much, but like such because I uh, I I had the the Edmonton feed for the game, mm. sports feed, and holy fuck was it unbearable. Oh yeah, they ride like, his dick a little bit. It's yeah, and it's not you know, like it, it. It was so noticeable. Like it wasn't even like a, a subtle. Like the entire every intermission was just talking about McDavid's birthday. Their um one of the reporters was down on ice level. He had a whole fucking table with cake and presents on. He was wearing a birthday hat and like, they're and and the entire game they're they're just talking about like every time they it gets it's like oh there's the birthday boy and and like. It was it was so fucking unbearable. I'll ask you this. It was though. so tough. And it didn't help that Edmonton like just steamrolled through the game. It, it was 7-1 the final score. That was going to be my question. Which just, which just added on to it even more. It's like, holy, it's like, just holy shit. 
maybe they wouldn't have talked about the birthday boy so much if the Sharks gave them something to talk about, right? San Jose's fully on the tank. They're they're tanking for Bedard now, which is funny because it, it literally comes out the... Like, earlier that day, a news article came out from their GM, Mike Greer, talking about how he's he's such a competitive person. He doesn't believe in tanking. And and it's like, no. It's like, no, that, that's complete bullshit. You are 100% on the tank train because you've got one of the best, um, youngest prospects in the, in the NHL, Tolvanen. Nashville puts him on waivers. San Jose's like, nah, we'll pass. We don't, we don't want him. He's going to make our team better. He's a great young, like 21, 22-year-old prospect. So much potential. He goes to Seattle. He's thriving. A couple days later, some career minor league bum on Winnipeg gets put on waivers. San Jose, fuck, we'll claim him. He's done nothing in the NHL. And sure enough, hey, we're going to put him on the first line. We're going to put a career AHL bum on the first line while we've got the best rookie in the AHL still playing, still playing on their minor team. They're just letting him keep playing in the minors, which I get is to develop him. But if you're committed to winning now and not tanking, he would be up and playing. You've also got your fastest forward, who's a, still a young, great prospect with so much potential. You're making him a healthy scratch every night to make room for this AHL bum to play on the first line and do nothing. And then their top. Tell me um, how you really feel. And then their top uh, uh, defensive uh, prospect that they drafted in the first round a couple years ago. He wants a trade now because they keep bringing up these AHL bums to play, and they're forcing this young kid with so much skill to play in the minors for for four years in a row now, pretty much. And so now he's already requested a trade he wants out. And now you're going to get, like, basically nothing for him because you've lost all of your leverage because you're forced to trade him. Otherwise, at the end of the season, he walks for nothing. And I so that... I, I just think it's so funny that it's, oh, we're, we're committed to winning now. We're, I don't believe in tanking. Bullshit. And I'm full on the tank train. You get Connor Bedard, you're instantly you know, going to be one of the top teams in the league for, for multiple years to come. The next 15 to 20 years, you're one of the top teams. And, and everyone's talking about that team. You're going to become one of the biggest teams from one singular player. So, of course, you're fucking tanking. Like, but anyways, got all that, that off, off my chest there. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I, I think Batman's still going to rig the lottery and just give it to the Oilers. No. And and I no. and I've thought about this. So the bottom near near the bottom give him Arizona? Is he gonna give him the Arizona? Yes. You look at the bottom of the, the NHL standings right now. So you could argue, okay, you, you know, sitting at the bottom, you've got Anna like uh, the, the bottom five teams goes as follows from, from best to worst. You've got San Jose, Arizona, Anaheim, Chicago, Columbus. If, if it was to be rigged, which people still believe that the NHL draft lottery is rigged based on Edmonton getting McDavid and then Toronto getting Austin Matthews and then the Rangers, who were a fucking playoff team, they still miraculously somehow get the first overall pick due to the COVID reasons, and then they get Lafreniere. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're taking all these, these great talents and putting them you know, in, in, in big hockey markets that that people would, will pay to go see them play and increase sales. Yeah. And so if it was to be rigged, San Jose, you know, doesn't make sense. A- Anaheim, you could argue they've got a good up and coming team. 
Bedard to make him that much better. But Anaheim has always been a small market. Even with all these great young talents, you got one of the, the best young talents in the league in Zegris, and they still can't bring fans in. Mm. Columbus, again, no one wants to really play there, except for Goudreau for whatever reasons. I think he's regretting it now, considering New Jersey and the Islanders are, are in the playoff spots right now, and Columbus is literally bottom of the league. Chicago kind of makes sense. It's an original six team, very popular team. However, Big market. everyone still hates them because of the, the whole Kyle Beach situation that took place back um, when they won their first cup in, in 2010. So, but then you've got Arizona, where people have been pushing for years, relocate them, move them to, um, you know, somewhere in Canada, give, make, give, a, give Saskatchewan a team, give Quebec City a team, fuck, even somewhere far off on the East Coast. And then you, can, you could potentially make an all-Canadian division, which would be huge for the NHL. But Batman is so stuck on Arizona being there. He thinks it's a hockey market. It's proven to not be. But all of a sudden, you give him Connor Bedard for the next 15, 20 years, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blow up there. So That's, you know, you, you if raise... It's, if it's rigged, it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You raise a great point. What about, um, and maybe they're not as, as bad, but they're the bottom of their division, Montreal. And that's the interesting thing with Montreal because they're sitting 27th and the Florida Panthers are 23rd. And Montreal has Florida's first round pick this year. And Florida was so fucking cocky last year when they were top of the league, when they were trading away all those first round picks and whatnot. Like any GM nowadays, you trade a first round pick, you at least say, okay, it's a conditional first. It's the conditions is it's top three protected. So if it becomes a top three pick, we retain it, and then we'll give you our, our first-round pick next year, regardless of where that one ends up. Mm. Florida didn't do that. And they're currently sitting, I think it's like eight points out of a playoff spot. So Montreal's mm. got two pretty good chances of, of at least moving up to a top-two pick, I would say. Yeah, well, this, this and, could be good for Montreal. And then you even look, Vancouver's down there as well, so... But I would say if, and I'm not saying it is, I, I think it could be, if the, the NHL draft lottery is actually rigged in some way, I would put Arizona at the top for winning it. Because that is Gary Bettman's last chance to to save that, that market there. Or do you think we see uh, a Connor Bedard saying he, ref- like, do you think he'll refuse to sign with any city? Well, and that's and that's the thing. I even mentioned that before. I and I said, if you're, if you are Bedard and you get drafted to Arizona, do you pull an Eric Lindros and say, "Hey, I get it. You draft me," or even um, Eli Manning when he was drafted to the Chargers? Yep. Do you say, like, you know, I appreciate you drafting me. I let you draft me so you can trade me and get all the value in the world for me because you're going to get a lot for me. But I will not play here. Because remember, Arizona's still got three more years after this one of playing in that, that Tempe arena, which seats 5,000 people and has like the worst training facilities, like a horrible locker room. Like, And, and so that, that is an interesting discussion that, that could be had if he does go there. It's, 
does he say, hey, I'm going to single-handedly turn this franchise around? Or does he say, I want, I, I don't want to play here. Just trade me and, and get the, the sun and the moon back for me. Mm-hmm. Which I think would... It de- I think that does sometimes tank your image, though. Rightfully oh, so. 100%. Because you, you talk like... Anytime I, I hear about Eric Lindros or Eli Manning, I'm like, you know what? Fantastic players. Great career, but it's always like... You know, it's it's almost like a, a, a sense of like um, entitlement, almost, you could say. Mm-hmm. I'm so good. I'm choosing where I go, which is why I shit so much on guys like um, Jimmy Vesey and, and Adam Fox on the Rangers because they were drafted to an NHL team. They have great uh, uh, careers down playing in the... the um, and like like college hockey down in the states, they win the Hobie Baker for for best player and whatnot, and then they've got the entitlement of of no, I I'm deciding where I go. I want to go to New York, the Big Apple, and 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 they decide to not sign with that team or demand a trade and and end up going to New York. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never been a fan of that move personally. It, it does but... it does hurt players' images, but at the end of the day, like. You know, they, they want to go to where they want to go. And like, and you can't fully fault that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if you get drafted to a team, you should at least, you know, give them, give them the benefit of the doubt, sign your three-year entry-level deal, but at least play three years there and, and yeah. give it a chance and give, give a chance to, especially guys like Adam Fox and Jimmy Vesey that were, were like later round picks. I think they were third or fourth round picks. They weren't even great first round picks. But I believe it was Nashville took VC and and then the Calgary Flames took Adam Fox, yeah. and they're like we we're taking a chance on you, you know. Normally, most third fourth round picks don't don't make it to the NHL. Some yeah. do, but not not many. But those teams took a chance on those guys. But as soon as those guys get better, and all the spotlight is on them, they're winning awards. Now they're like, no, nah, I'm I'm gonna go to to New York. Like I I want to go to a big hockey market and. And be a big star. I don't want to play for a little market. And it's like, so it is kind of a bad look on them, I would say. Yeah, I, I completely agree. But it will it will be interesting to to see how the whole Bedard thing does does end up. I'm very curious to see how it goes. Hoping mm-hmm. he goes to San Jose, but yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it's very clear they're tanking, so chances are probably going to get better for him. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh... Why not? Just because we haven't done this. Do you want to do a quick, um, a quick PGO hockey night in Canada parlay? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I've done it a few times on on the Instagram. I've put out a you know just a fun little you know Thursday Thursday night parlay or uh, or Wednesday night NHL parlay. But yeah, fuck it. Why not? Since we're on the topic, do you want and we'll just do for today's games like yeah, you know, no, just we're not forcing anyone to ride. Let's just just something fun for us to do and. Just something fun. Fun for exactly. the boys. We got lots we got lots of games. Lots of games. Senators Avalanche, and we can even do a little quick fire. Uh sorry, what was the what was the first one you got there? Are we, are we doing like are we doing all of the games or No, we don't have to do all of the games. Are there are there some are there some key games you think are just what well you're you're the NHL guy. What what are our rides here? What's our rides this week? I, I if we're looking at surefire locks. For today's games, I would take the Islanders over the Canadians. All right. Um, I you know I I, I think that's that's forgiven, especially because Montreal's also playing their backup goalie. 
Islanders got Sorokin in that who's in my opinion, one of the top three goalies in the league. So it it should be an easy one for the Islanders. Um I normally would say Washington over Philadelphia, but on Thursday I picked Washington and they fucking lost to Philadelphia. So how uh, dare they? I'm actually very interesting. I'm very I'm excited to watch the, the Toronto Boston game. Yeah, that'll be a good That's one. Always a big rivalry, Austin Matthews. Huge I think even though Austin Matthews is coming back, like, you, you can't not take Boston. I don't think. I think you got to take Boston. You got to take Boston. You got to ride. Bees. You got to ride. You got to ride Bean Town. I think the Bean Town Bruins, baby. Uh, how about the Red Wings? Red Wings and Blue Jackets. We were kind of shitting on the Blue Jackets earlier. Yeah, I, I would take Red Wings. Like Columbus is like. It, it's it's just such a shit show there, and it, it's it's only going to continue to get worse. I think we're also shitting on uh, Batman's babies, the Coyotes, taking on the Wild. Wild seems to be heavily favored going into that matchup. Yeah, I would I would take uh, I would take uh, the um yeah yeah I would take Minnesota in that for sure. I'm I'm confident in that. Oh, we got to pick my, my favorite hockey team, the Seattle Kraken, baby. Who, who are they up against? I think they're against Chicago tonight, right? Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Which is actually going to be an interesting game because Chicago, despite losing like really really their only good player in Patrick Kane, they've actually won three, three games in a row. But on the other side, Seattle is not lost in 2023. So something's got to come to an end tonight, is what you're saying. And it's Chicago's win streak is going to come to an end. I like the way you put that. All right, let's uh, let's throw in one more game to just throw on some more odds. How- We've taken a few favorites. Taking what's how about how about the Edmonton about Oilers underdog? as an underdog? How about the Oilers? Nah, because they play last night and they're in Vegas. Like, and Vegas is. I feel like that's Vegas' game. I was going to say the Buffalo Sabres over Nashville, actually. Okay. Buffalo's got the, the, best, the best offense in the league. Maybe not on paper, but statistically, they've got the best offense in the league this year. And Nashville, they've, they've been kind of struggling lately. So I kind of like, uh, I like taking uh, Buffalo on that one. All right. I like it. And you know what? That just shot up our odds majorly. Yeah, I got to imagine. All right. So uh, let's oh, throw yeah, it up. Oh, yeah, did it ever. We got the Islanders, the Beantown Bruins. We got the Detroit Red Wings. We got the Minnesota Wild, the Seattle Kraken, big dogs, big and the dogs. Buffalo Sabers. I like that night, night, little little fun PGO hockey night in, uh, in Canada. A little parlay. Fun fact, actually, this is the the first time in a while where it's hockey night in Canada. They, I think, well. Obviously, the, the Flames and Dallas game isn't being covered as part of Hockey Night Canada. is going on right now. Um, but if just for, for, the, for the fun part of it, you throw that game into the mix with it. Six Hockey Night in Canada games, all of them are being played in, in the States. Mm-hmm. There's not a single, single game in, in Canada tonight. So should we call it Hockey Night in the USA, baby? Kind of have to, yeah. It's, that's what it is tonight, pretty much. And somewhere in the distance, Don Cherry just swore at a female reporter out of anger. Yeah, Kidding. I, you know what? I love him. 
and, it, and it's controversial because I know people have different things. I do miss Don Cherry. I will say. Well, so do I. And you know what? I know lots of people are like, oh, like, like you did bad stuff. I, I know he did. He is an old guy, though. You know, like he is, he, he is old. But like, he was the face of hockey in Canada for what, 30, 30 years? 25, 30 years at least. And so, like, I just, I grew up watching, watching him a lot. And, and so, and you know, it's very similar to our radio show. You never, they never really got that, that final episode, that final send off like they planned. It was just abruptly ended, cut short. You could say we're the Don Cherry of campus radio. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could, you could. My suit game is equally fucking brilliant. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember Don Cherry? Um, what was it? Was it Don Cherry Rock'em Sock'em? Yeah, yeah. He used he used to put out like hit compilation DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Rock'em Sock'em. Yeah, I I remember. I I used to have I used to have the old Don Cherry Rock'em Sock'em DVDs. I think I had up to like I I think I had the first ten. It went up to like thirty. Oh shit! I don't yeah, know. I, I, yeah, I think uh, I'm just looking up now. I think 30 was the last one. And since we're we're kind of here, just having a just having a good time, just telling fun stories. Uh, I got a fun little story read the other day about your your favorite team, the Seattle Kraken. Oh, bring it on, baby! Um, so I I love their story right now. You know, they're they're sitting 10th in the league. Actually, they're having a really good season. Um, especially after last year, they didn't have a really good season. But you look at them. And they're, like, you, you can just run through, like, all these teams from, like, first place to 17th, realistically. And you could name the star player on every single team except the Seattle Kraken. Because they don't have a, a star player. They're, they have a bunch of really good players, but they don't have, like... That that star player that's like a, a like a, a face of the league, or when they show the team they've got this this player like is the face of the team. They don't really have that. And so there was an interview done with uh, with one of their players. I can't remember who it was. I want to say Jordan Eberle, but I'm not sure. Mm. But so it, they were talking. It, it was it was going back to last season where COVID was still you know, a big thing in the NHL and it, and it heavily implicated um, a lot of the season and whatnot. Yeah. And so, you know, when, when Vegas became a team, it's everything was normal. It was, you take all these guys who never played together, but they can spend all this time together and bond to get to each other. And they went on an incredible run. As much as I hate mm. to say it, an incredible run. Last year, Seattle, it was, it was nothing. You know, it was, you know, you, 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 your uh, road games, you get on the plane, you know, with the, the boys, you, you go to wherever you're going, and then everyone's got to go to their separate hotel room. You still got to do your, your isolation and whatnot. You go back yeah. home, it's, you know, you're with your family. You're not allowed to go to other teammates' houses and, and you know, have Christmas parties or Thanksgiving parties or, and, and whatnot, stuff like that. And so there's a story about how when guys would get called up from, from the AHL team, the minors, Guys, no, guys didn't even know their name. They knew nothing about them. They were a complete random. And so now the story of this year where it's all come together for them, it's now 
they can they can hang out outside of of the rink. They can go to each other's houses for parties and get-togethers and spend time and get to know the other guys, you know, wives or children and get to know them more as as people and and create more of a a team bonding amongst a team where they didn't have that last year. So, which I think is a really cool story now when you can actually see how much team chemistry and and bonds between players can implicate the success of a team as a whole. Yeah, you raise a great point. Which and I'm I'm fully on the Seattle wagon. Like I I love watching their games. Uh, I think they're they're such a fun team to watch, especially when it's it's done by committee, almost like the New York Islanders. Like they've mm-hmm. they've got Sorokin and Barzell, but they they're not talked about as much as they should be. But it's it's a lot of done by committee. It's you've got your four lines, your three defense pairings, your two goalies, and and you you do it as a team. You you yeah. you ride it out together, and you you go out there and and fight for each other. You fight for your team, and and it's working for them. So. And we love we love Seattle though not not the Seahawks but Seattle cracks and the Sea Dragons we love it we love it we love it. Um, speaking of a little bit of football, um, football. do we want do we want to wrap gonna, up? I was, I was gonna say at the beginning of the episode we were like oh, we'll, we'll talk about just the two games today and then we went way off topic. It's good we we haven't we haven't done a hockey episode in a while. We really haven't. It's yeah it's just. Shooting the shit, having having a blast. Just guys being dudes. Exactly, guys being so, dudes. Guys being dudes. So I was gonna say we've put in a uh, we put in one parlay. Yep. Do we want to do some player props here? Ooh, I could get on board with that. Um, it's also worth noting now that that you know uh, Tua and Teddy Bridgewater aren't playing for the Dolphins. So when we originally did our one parlay consisting of just doing the spreads, I think the Bills were a nine and a half favorite. Mm-hmm. They're now a thirteen and a half favorite. Let's go, baby! We got we, in there. we got on on the right time. We got on on the right time. We gosh darn dead. Um, yeah, I, I love I'm, doing I love doing player props. I'm trying to find some. These are just. Um, I gotta find the player props. These are these are team props, like alternate. We, oh, there we go. Are we doing player props just for the games today, or are we doing for like consisting throughout all of them? Um, I think maybe just for today. Okay. All right. Here's here's one I'm 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 curious for. Yep. Brock Purdy. Yep. Hell, we only need one player prop. Two fourteen over or under. Over. Passing air. It's over. Over. Fuck yeah. Let's slam the over. Just because you know he's at least he's at least gonna get fifty from Christian McCaffrey alone. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in all the, all the receivers. Yeah, gotta take the over. Gotta take the over. I like the way you think. And then touchdowns. He's put it one and a half. Are we slamming that over? Ooh. Ooh, yeah, I think you got to. Like, you I know, McCaffrey's going to get a, a, a touchdown or two, but I think, you know, he, he, he gets a lot of receiving touchdowns as well. So, yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, so uh, do you think they're going to be running McCaffrey a lot today? Um, I think they're going to try. 
I think Seattle's defense is is still pretty good, can hold them down. But if if they play that, you know, if they use McCaffrey where he's best, where it's you know sometimes you run him, but sometimes you throw the ball to him. You you keep Seattle's defense on their toes. They can't really prepare for it, and and I and I think that heavily benefits the 49ers. All right, so we got we got two parlays for Big Cock Brock. Yep, Big Cock Brock, massive, huge Cock Brock. Um, you you could almost say humongous, ginormous. All right, and then let's throw one in, one more parlay in there for Olivia Culpo's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, do we want to do we do we think he's gonna have? So, the over under for carries is seventeen and a half. Ooh, ooh. We got some for receptions. That that's the tough at seventeen and a half. Okay, what about receptions? They got him at four and a half. Ooh. Now, I almost wonder if you slam the over on that. What are you thinking for that? I'm just pulling up his stats for the last few games and seeing his receptions. Mm-hmm. So, last few games, he's had three, six, two, six, two, eight, four, seven. So, it's, yeah, you, you never know what you're going to get. How how many carries has he had the last few games? I'm not going to count the ten against Arizona because he he didn't play a whole lot, and that was mostly just uh, you know, like, like you obviously didn't need to play much that game. So, but mm-hmm. aside from that, against the the Raiders, 19, Washington, 15, Seattle, 26, Tampa Bay, 14, Miami, 17. So he's. He's 50-50 on half of those games. He actually no, because it's only 17 there. So only two of them did he actually get over 17 and a half. But one of the games where he did was Seattle, and he put up 26. So, Ooh, so do you think they would run him again? That's, that's, the, that's the question. What, what was it? Sorry, 17 and a half, right? 17 and a half, yeah. I think, and I think, I, I I'm not 100 percent sure, but is this his first ever playoff game? Uh might be. Yeah, might be. I think it is. You know, fuck it. Slam the over. For what? Receptions or carries? Carries. 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 Okay. Let me find it. Let me find it. I feel like you know what? It's his first game, and you know he's just gonna be balling out. And if he does his thing. They're gonna keep. They're gonna keep going back to the well. They're gonna keep using him, and if and if as long as he's doing his thing, they're they're gonna ride with him. All right. So this is our parlay here. Three legs to the player parlay. We got Brock Purdy throwing for over two fourteen. Well, now are we contradicting ourselves? Fuck. Like, is he going to throw for over 214 and McCaffrey's running 7 to 18 times? We're talking that. That's a lot of offense. That is. Shit. Um, yeah, you, you make a good point. What did he do in that game against Seattle where McCaffrey had all those things? He went 17 for 26. He threw for 217 yards and two tutties. That covers both. 
That does, yeah. So do we so just they, they play like they did him? against Seattle before, and that was only a twenty-one thirteen game. I think this one's going to be a higher scoring one as well to boot. Fair enough. All right. So throw that on in the parlay, eh? Yeah, you know what? Actually, yeah, I think as long as they do what they did before, we should be we should be fine. And do you know what's extra special about this one? Hmm. Uh, game starts in only a few minutes here. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Does it ever? It's coming up. This episode won't come out till tomorrow, so we won't even get to watch this age poorly. It's just gonna come out tomorrow, aged great or aged horribly. Yeah. And did, do we want to? Are we? Are we doing an? Oh no no the the. Man, my channels are all fucked because I'm looking and it's like Jacksonville and the LA Chargers are starting now. No, it's Seattle and the 49ers. So they just so my channels are all just fucked. Okay, do we do we want to do one for the the Chargers and the the Jags? Let, let me get this parlay in. You know, I I I don't need to to be honest. I'm more invested in Big Cock Brock and uh, Olivia Culpo's boyfriend. Yeah, no, yeah, that works for me. I will say though, I think we made the right call with the Jags, because uh, Trevor Lawrence has never lost any game on a Sunday throughout high school, college, or in the NFL. Oh He's never god. lost a Saturday game. Oh my god! Just off we that alone, right he's gonna lose. <laughs> no, we made the right call. Boom! I just got a little notification. Bet was successfully submitted. Yeah, I'm in. We're riding. Minor, minor, riding. A tad, minor, a tad different from yours, but like still basically with like really close. Hell yeah, baby! All right, so we got uh, we got a couple PGO parlays, um, and and actually both both uh, the PGO parlays of this episode. Um, you're not you're not you're not even gonna know. You're not gonna get to bet along. You're just gonna tune in tomorrow. When this comes yeah, out, they're gonna say we're out. geniuses or we suck. Brandon, what do you think they're gonna say? I think they're gonna say we smashed it. God damn, we're right, we did. Hey, happy one year birthday, baby. Yeah, happy one year, we did it. We, we fucking made, we made it. it around the sun. And you know what? There isn't a single person I'd rather be doing it with than you. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And as a special treat for one year, anyone who wants can now find us on Amazon Music. Goddamn right they can, folks. We are now on, on Amazon Music. Hey, you can find us. You can, you can now pretty much literally find us anywhere. We're on, we're on Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Music, Spotify, a few other minor league uh, uh, podcast streaming things that are up and coming. So we are, we are all over the place now. We are everywhere, and and we're also on social media. We sure are. He's doing the plugs. Ah, you got it. I'll I'll give you this one, big guy. Oh, let's do it. Oh God! You All right, it. you can find us at Instagram at PGO Show. Goddamn, you can find us on TikTok at PGO Show. You can find us on Twitter at PG Overtime, and you can find us on YouTube. At post game overtime. Post game is one word. Ladies and gentlemen, 
it has been a spectacular year, and we are excited for the next year and many, many, many years to come. Thank you, and talk to you soon.